This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Genevieve Sims. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Erica Banda, a local entrepreneur who is building an event coordination business while working a full-time job. Erica, I'm glad to see you here at the show. Um, Erica Banda is the owner of Texas Picks Photo Booth and Casa Banda Events. Both businesses helped the latest Let's Talk Business podcast, Mega Mixer, become a huge success. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I'm so glad to be here today. I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring skilled virtual assistants from outside the United States. And I'm your co-host, Genevieve Sims, with the Evolve Firm, where we create innovative and creative solutions for small businesses. And we're excited to have you today, Erica. Good morning. You. Good morning. A quick reminder to follow the Let's Talk Business podcast on all major po- uh, podcast platforms and social media, where you can catch video versions of the show. Video is really where it's at. I, I don't understand oh, yes. why somebody would make a podcast without video these days. I think yeah. we've kind of outgrown that. You can get to everything easily by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. If you're going to be in the San Antonio area on Thursday, May 16th, 2024, be sure to join us at the next Let's Talk Business Mega podcast, podcast, mega mixer, however you want to say it. <laughs> We're expecting over 150. The goal is 200 local business owners and entrepreneurs to be on-site to mix, mingle, and connect with each other to do more business, which really was what it was all about Oh yes! at the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get to all the information from our website at satalkradio.com. Uh, special shout-out to, um, you know, Eric, before we even get into it, you guys did a fantastic job, of course, at the Mega Mixer. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and people really enjoyed that photo booth that you guys had laid out. So we actually have some new stuff coming up for the second one. We are going to sponsor once again, and we have some new things that we're going to bring out to help all these entrepreneurs have a good welcome and network for the new second mega mixer. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I like that. If we can keep leveling up as we go. Yeah. And uh, Genevieve, I know you do uh, like events, special events, and you're like really good at it as well. Did you have any... Uh, ideas for the next one or suggestions well i'm curious to know what you're going to be unveiling at our mega mixer so for those of you that are listening make sure to get your tickets because we want you to be there and be the first to see what casa banda events is going to be bringing to the event but i would love to see you know a lot of uh events have the 360 photo booths they have uh video booths um I went to an event up in New York, and they had an AI photo booth. Yes. Like, my mind was blown. <laughs> well, what does an AI photo booth do? What's different? You can go in there and create any type of virtual experience background going on. Like, if you wanted to be on the moon in a business suit, then you just put all those prompts on the AI, and it pops up. So, I wonder if you could set that for the event. In other words... I mean, I don't want them creating their own, but maybe <laughs> yeah. if I could create, you know, the Let's Talk Business podcast background right? or something like that, that could be kind of cool. That would be funny to have all the hosts surrounding them. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So one of the, I want to do the red carpet coming in from the door up to the, yeah. the registration table. I think that's going to be huge. And then have a photographer there to take pictures mm-hmm. as they're coming with the, the co-hosts of the show. Um, and then I'll try and be there as well. But I, I think... Really doing a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of extra. Make you feel welcome. 
It's like, yes. here, we're excited that you're here and we're going to be working to help get you connected to other people here. And that's really what that event exactly. is all about. It's going to be unlike any other. So when you come in there, come with the expectation of connecting with other entrepreneurs like Erica that we have here on our show today. And of course, Mark and myself and the other great hosts that we have on our show. And you will be surprised the type of atmosphere that is in that place, in Project Cowork in Central. Um, we've heard so many testimonials, so many businesses that have evolved from that evening alone. And so we're excited to see what's going to happen at the next one. Yeah, I think the idea, if you set the pace as soon as they come in, that they're mm -hmm. welcome and that we're going to help them connect with people, I think it changes everything, right? It's different than mixers where you kind of come in, sign yes. up, and walk around, and you're like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. So I've actually made a lot of connections since that evening. Um, I actually teamed up with one of the travel agents that I recently met at that mixer nice. and on destination weddings. And finding her a point of contact that can actually plan a wedding in Italy. Wow. So that's something that's, you know, very interesting. Um, but also um, I wanted her to assist my current clients with planning a honeymoon. Wow. So that was something that, you know, I really appreciated was actually getting to meet these different entrepreneurs in different backgrounds, but uh, having them not only help me with executing a different source of uh, a different field of my my coordination but also getting them the resources that they might need to continue their business and there build it oh yeah so go through the story of how you got connected with the podcast how did you find the podcast and then ultimately become a gold sponsor at the last one so actually um i had met samantha wajardo she's with elite uh, business link and she uh, introduced me to the podcast she told me about it we were talking and she said, hey, I want you to check this podcast out. And I started looking it up. And as, she, as she's talking and telling me about it, she's telling me about Mark and how, how good, you know, he, he, he is and the following that he has. And so I'm starting to look it up. And as I start watching the shows, I start telling not only myself, but my husband, who's also another entrepreneur in a different field, but um, about all the different shows and, and the guests that they have, the relevance of the material that's on there. And I really appreciated that because sometimes you can watch a podcast, but it may not be relevant to what you're seeing or hearing. But what we saw with this one was the let's talk business was so relevant for us. And even though we were in different markets, but the content, everything was relevant to the local market and the, the struggles, the, the successes, everything. And it was amazing to have that. And I feel like, okay, I need to continue watching this. And I, in fact, I actually became a member so that I could continue to keep up with it even after because I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I continued growing and knowledge is power, so to say. Absolutely. So, you know, that was the best thing for me. And then how did you get connected with the mixer? So Samantha actually approached me and she asked me, hey, I'm throwing this mixer, you know, I'm helping coordinate it. Do you think you would want to sponsor it. And I said, tell me what I need to do. And so she was telling me what her vision was. And so I told her, count me in. And I said, I'll do it. And my husband's going to do it too. And so don't worry about it. We're going to take care of it. And if you need anything else, we're here. We're, we're, we're going to back you up 100%. You know, because my, our belief is that if, if we're helping other small businesses grow, 
we're they're they're essentially helping us grow, right. and that's that's what we need. So very true. You know, we were really happy with with the the mixer. We got to meet more people. He got to meet a lot of people in the real estate and uh, lending and all kinds of uh, home inspection uh, areas, and so that really helped him with his business. And I'm looking forward to it because I got to meet different uh, entrepreneurs from all different aspects. Um, and it helped me to also make ties as well to the community. Yeah. And giving and back. You had was, your photo booth set up and yes. then you had another table of desserts, right? The delicious yes. desserts. Yes. So I had the dessert table. Um, I set it up to be like somewhat of what you would see at a, at an event, at a typical event. Um, and, um, you know, the photo booth was a, a hit. You know, I loved um, creating the uh, templates in the background for for what needed to be on there so that we made sure that it tied back to the Let's Talk Business mixer. Yeah, it was branded very well. Yeah. Oh, when I, I first saw it. it, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. So yes. that looked great. Yeah, and, and we do that for all of our clients. Everything is 100% customized to fit their vision, their theme, their brand, no matter what it is. Um, and speaking of AI, just so you know, um, we can actually do green screen with that photo booth. What green screen is, is we create a template. We put a green screen behind you, but it's something like what they use in motion pictures. So the, everything's created on the screen um, in the system. So when you it. stand in front of it, yeah. you're not seeing it on the yep. backdrop, yep. but it's actually mm -hmm. there in the system. So, yeah, yeah. so you can do a whole virtual world. I mean, Mark, you want to put people on the moon. All right. <laughs> you could do that at our yeah. mega mixer. Right. <laughs> well, we want everybody talking to everybody. Uh, that's like the biggest thing there. So uh, yes. obviously attending the events, one thing, being a sponsor at the event is another thing. So being a sponsor at the event versus just attending, what are your thoughts there on I mean, you were a sponsor. So give me that perspective uh, of how that helped you with your business as opposed to maybe just attending the event. So I got a lot of people coming up to me asking me, you know, what type of business I was in, um, what type of events I would coordinate. Um, and then also like how many how many uh, years I had been in business. Well, come to find out, I've only been in business actually with the photo booth. Um, I'm going on two years the event coordination is just recently relevant. It's only in the last six months. Um, but the reason that I built the, um, the event coordination was because I wanted to expand the services. So when people were asking me at the event, hey, how long have you been in business? What kind of events have you coordinated? I was mentioning to them the different ones that I've done, even though the brand at that time wasn't created. Um, I established it afterwards, but yeah. The Erica Banda or the uh, Banda Casa Banda, Casa Banda yeah. event that yes. evolved from the photo booth. From right? the photo booth, yes. Okay. So yeah. when you started the photo booth, was that the need that you were seeing that was attached to that, and that's why you started? Yes. The event planning. Store? I had yeah. I would have so many clientele that would come and ask me, "Hey, I have this issue." that came up at the last minute, what do you suggest I do? And they were trying to, to find resources or find a vendor at the last minute. And most of the time the vendors weren't available. So I was like, look, let me see what I can do. So then I would find them. And being that I had more exposure, I figured, well, what better way to 
expand my network than to create another brand. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into your background, kind of what uh, what has led you to the entrepreneurship journey that you're on now. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's do about 90 seconds of what that would look like. So I started off my um, career in law enforcement. I wow. went from law enforcement in 2001 to teaching. Then from teaching, I went into the legal field. And then the legal field is where I'm currently at. That's where I have my full-time job. And um, But one of the biggest things for me was I wanted the ability to have a more flexible schedule um, because family is really important to me. And I just I have a one-year-old son that I want to spend more time with and have the flexibility to be around for him during the day. Um, and so as I'm working right now, I'm trying to build these businesses to the point where I have that flexibility and I can get out of the full-time nine-to-five job and go into the business full-time where I have a little bit more flexibility to spend with him. What about challenges, though? I mean, because entrepreneurship, folks, so they, <laughs> they tend to, and how he's like, this is one of his big things that he likes to talk about is how, you know, entrepreneurship, of course, isn't for everybody. You know, you get yes. started in it, and actually the demands of entrepreneurship can be much greater than just having a job somewhere. How do you find that so far as you're looking at this transition? So I haven't actually felt as much of the challenges, honestly, just because I'm so organized. I am a big stickler for organization. And one of the biggest things for me is even when my son's resting, I'm working. Um, And so even if it's late at night, I'm still working. I still have the time to sleep. I do get sleep. It almost seems like I don't, but <laughs> I do get plenty of sleep. But I, I love the fact that I'm, I'm working on things constantly. Every, every chance I get, I'm working. Um, and I love it. I, I don't, wouldn't trade it for anything. The challenges do come in the sense that if my son gets sick, sometimes it may take me a little bit longer to respond to, to um, emails or text messages. But for the most part, I always tell my clients, I'm available to you at any point in time you know if you text me at midnight you probably won't get a a response (laughs) back until about 6 a.m but you will get one well that's one of the greatest assets you need to have as an event planner is to be very organized yes um to take that into the business aspect as well i know when i'm working on the my branding side and then I do the event planning side it definitely helps to be able to multitask and be very organized in both directions because you got to be able to answer everybody's questions Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the budget when it comes to the layout when it comes to different vendors and things like that and um, when it comes to event planning though how do you see yourself scaling uh, moving forward, even with a full-time job, or is that something that you want to go into full force? I actually want to go into it full force. Um, I find that being an event planner, it's all about vision. Mm-hmm. What are What is the vision for my clients? And that's one of the things that I constantly ask them. When I first meet them, I don't ask them, okay, just this basic information. I ask them, what is what is your vision? What is the vision that you have for your event? And the reason I ask that, and I ask them about their backstory, because I want, it's not like I, I tell my husband, it's not just about their event, it's about who they are. So it's the level of service that I'm trying to offer them and give them and provide for them on my aspect, as well as their, their vendor team. 
I want them to also have the same type of level of service that they're they're expecting, not only from me but from everybody, because I think it's important for us to moving forward mm-hmm. that you know I want to move into it full time, but I want to make sure that I have the right team behind me. Oh, absolutely! That's so. the best thing. You got to have a good team mm-hmm. because things will come up, and when yes. things come up, you got to have a plan A through. Sometimes Z. <laughs> yes. And be prepared from Absolutely. everything from weather to people not showing up to vendors not showing up. And so I think event planners, they're a special breed because they have that ability to maintain calmness in the midst of a storm. And even when your client is panicking, you're able to calm them down and mm-hmm. know that things are working behind the scenes that they're not seeing at the moment. So I want to know what is some of your tricks of the trade to kind of manage expectations for your clients and then also manage expectations for your vendors too because you are right in the middle of both and you're the communicator for both. So if you miscommunicate to one side, the other side might not get that full story and execute the way that you need them to. So what is your some of your tips of the trade to really kind of find that good balance and managing expectations on both sides? I think clear and precise communication across the board uh, is important from the very beginning. And that's one thing that I really stress to all of my vendors as well as my clients is this is what the expectation is across the board. Um, my clients are very important to me and I tell them they're you become part of my family. So essentially, if I, you're my family, I'm going to make sure that I go above and beyond to take care of you. Um, and the same thing with my clients. I make sure that they're taken care of 100%. And if you read my reviews, you'll see that. That's one of the major things that all of my clients really talk about in my reviews is the level of service that they have received with me. Um, the, the clear communication, the amount of time that I spend dedicated to their events, but also more than anything, making sure that what they want gets executed. So the clear communication a hundred percent is, is my number one priority is making sure that everybody understands what they're getting into and what, what's expected of them the day of, and even before. So even as we're preparing for it, we're, we're working at it. So a lot of documentation, I imagine, scheduling. Yes. That's going to help uh, having a documented schedule of how things are going to yes. go from, from point A to the event, right, from yes. planning to the event. That way, and I don't have this on mine, actually. I should bring this up with Samantha to where we actually have, you know, this, this calendar of how things are going to proceed yes. so that we know we're reaching these benchmarks as we go. And then also how we're going to communicate, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the best things for me is um, emails. Um, everything is emailed. Um, so what I do, especially like with my wedding couples, um, I give them a month-to-month itinerary of what is expected of them. What are the milestones moving forward from the day one that they get engaged to the, t- the day of their wedding? What is expected of them? Now, they can move it around, but as they're as – they're, as they're going through, I have meetings with them and I meet with them personally so that we can check off what they've accomplished, what they need to work on. And I give them a priority list. Um, so, and, and then the day of we break down everything time, minute, 
everything is is broken down from the from getting dressed and taking photos to the ceremony to what what small events they're having within the reception dinner cake cutting first dances introductions no matter what it is what about unexpected challenges with respect to coordinating these types of events those are always fun those are definitely fun and those present probably the most challenges and we've had that we've had that from um, mothers coming in at the last minute and wanting to change schedules or uh, intervening and wanting to stop things from happening during the events that has happened as well Wow! Um, mm -hmm. and I usually have to step in and tell them I, I recognize what they're what they're doing and I, I can understand and appreciate it and try really more than anything empathizing with what's going on because I realize there's probably a family dynamic that, that took place when I wasn't there but um, helping them to understand what the vision is for the bride and groom or for the uh, if it were the corporation mm -hmm. which I, that has happened too <laughs> we had a partner who um, came up at the last minute and said, I, I don't want to take part in this anymore. And I said, I understand. You don't have to, you know, but we have to move forward with the event because everything's been scheduled. And um, they said, well, as long as I don't have to take part, no problem. We'll take care of it. We'll have somebody stand in. We'll, we wrote a speech thanking everybody, you know, making sure that they understood there were circumstances that couldn't be avoided and, you know, we, we work around it. We work around it. Are you talking about on the client side? There was somebody that was supposed yes. to participate that did not? Correct. Okay. <laughs> the last minute. Awkward. The hour before. Yeah, right. The hour before they backed out. And that's understandable. But we want to make sure that, you know, the event has yeah, to go you gotta on. you got to pivot. You yeah. got to figure out a way to pivot when that so happens. We, we moved on. We, we wrote a, a nice little speech and we thanked everybody for being there and for participating. And we moved on. Wow. What um, what trends or innovation um, basically in this industry do you see that's really coming up right now uh, that you think would be really good to implement in your business? So a lot of the trends, especially with weddings, weddings are so expensive nowadays. Um, the the biggest thing is multi-day um, events. So they're having a private intimate ceremony with just the closest family and friends. And then they're having big parties. Mm -hmm. um, they're no longer having the traditional one day event where everything's happening in one day. Um, you still have those events, but those that can or are maybe have a different budget, um, they're wanting to have just bigger parties. And it's because, you know, that's that's one of the biggest trends right now. The other thing is incorporating a lot more of the technology. You have drone photography now um, that's kind of taking over. Um, you, you still have great photographers who are getting more of the candid shots mm -hmm. versus the posed the posing, traditional right? shots that they're getting. It's more candid shots of the, the guests, the uh, couple family, um, even in corporations, they're getting more of the candid shots of the attendees mm -hmm. of the event. And that's great because you see them mingling, you see them, you know, networking. And that's the biggest uh, thing is you want to you want to make sure that your intent for the event is actually being executed. 
And when you see those candid shots, you know that that's what's happening. Are you documenting your process as you go? And, and let me frame this. So <laughs> when um, the buildup to it, right, or the build out to it is, I think, showcases your ability to do these things. It's not just the finished product, but it's the steps up to it. You know, in reality TV is, is, a, is a bit of that, right? You get to see the behind the scenes. You get to see what's yes. going on. I love watching <laughs> the, the, the whole football thing. There was a whole thing about the 22-23 football season, NFL football season, mm -hmm. that my wife and I watch. And she's not a football person, but now she is. Now she likes and appreciates it because she got to get to know a bit about the the, the players, right? Yeah. Well, you're the players in that, right? It's like you guys are, if you can document some of these processes going on leading up to big events, <laughs> I think people would love that kind of content. Yeah. And I, I haven't had a chance to really videotape or record a lot of the events, like the backside of it. I record it usually as it's being set up or after it's already set up. Um, but I really haven't done the behind the scenes. Um, I document everything, but I haven't had a chance to really record it. And that's yeah. one of the things that I really want to start working with is going, moving we, forward. We know a video company. So let me, <laughs> let me give some a tip on that is you get a GoPro, couple GoPro cameras, right? Yes. And then you can do the voiceover later. Budget, right. very mm -hmm. budget friendly. Yes. Just get the 4K uh, GoPro cameras so that you can zoom in. Uh, you can bring it in. Okay. Um, if you need help on the video side, I'm sure you can find that or, or whatever. There's lots of people in places that can do yeah. that. But then you just do some voiceover where you talk about, hey, this is what's going on, and try and keep it in not a, okay, we're going this way, but in a very, hey, you know, calm, almost conversational tone. Yes. I think people would dig yeah. that, especially if you're, like, maybe talking with your husband or something. Mm -hmm. That could be super cool, and I think that's super easy and uh, like user-friendly content. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. When I went up to New York at the Event Expo last year, they had a speaker, her name was Marcy Bloom, and she puts together the most, I mean, high-end celebrity weddings. And which one of the things that she brought up was that she actually, to your point, Mark, she has somebody follow her around to be able to show the things that she does with her team to execute this massive multi-million dollar wedding um so in that way it kind of gives also the bride and the groom as part of our package oh okay so it gives them more of an appreciation too and to know hey your money went it was very well used mm -hmm. and um I thought that was one of the greatest things that she had said in that speech was because you don't think about that as event planners. Our job is to make sure to execute the client's vision. And so it's hard to think about what we're doing when we're focused on them. And so I like that you brought that up, Mark, because it's very important. And you're such at an early age in your business right now that it's a great time to get that content. Yeah, talk yes. about YouTube content, right? And not yes. only that, but so... Pricing is something that, you know, I know Samantha's kind of gone through that. I don't know how close you guys are. Your neighbor's mm -hmm. still, right? No. Not so anymore? she she's she's no longer my neighbor. She she has her house. Uh, um, and so I don't get to see her as often. Most of the time it's just through calls and, and texts, you know. But, you know, I know she's she shared with me, you know, we've had multiple conversations about the struggles that I've had with, with the photo booth business um, and, and what I wanted to get to. Um, and actually she was the one that really kind of motivated me to really kind of expand on 
the event coordination because she she kept talking about networking and you know meeting all these people and so I actually attended some of her first uh, events and I sponsored one of them where I put up the photo booth and everything and I got to meet a bunch of different uh, entrepreneurs and and so I actually sponsored I have sponsored some of their events as well which was great you know because what I love about it was. I got to not only expose my business, but I got to meet more people. And so the networking uh, just grew, the, the number of people that I'm, I'm getting to meet. And then if something comes up and I remember, hey, that person, I know that person can mm-hmm. get, you know, right. what I need. Or if, if there's, their service is something that I'm looking for or that a client is looking for, then I refer them out, you know. And if you're documenting your process as you go, like photography, videography, and that kind of stuff, and then you've got client reviews, you've already won an award on yeah, the Knott's Best of Weddings 23-24. It's like you start compiling that, and then you can, you know, charge more and more and more. You know, from a business angle, you yeah. can get your – and then that frees you up to do more of what you love. Um, what type of – I know you do weddings, right? But mm-hmm. what type of events others are you coordinating? So I've done corporate events. I've done retirement events, um, military events as well. Um, one of the biggest things for me is thanking first responders and military uh, clientele for their service. I realize it's it's sometimes a thankless job for them. Sometimes they feel like um, they, they sacrifice so much, and I want to give them recognition where recognition is due. Um, and so especially when I have clientele, that's one of the first thing I ask them if they're first responders or they're militaries, I want to extend them, you know, a special discount or additional time for their services, um, at no charge, um, because it's important to me for them to get that additional praise, you know, and recognition. So, um, that's amazing. That's really sweet. So when it comes to, um, keeping events on budget, is this an easy thing to do or is it more difficult? It actually is a lot more difficult sometimes. And it, as, of course, the, the markets are changing, demands are changing, um, that is becoming harder to do. But it is possible. Um, I, in fact, I had a, a client call me a couple weeks ago and he, he said, I'm going to propose to my fiance or my girlfriend. I need to know, can I keep it under 50000 and I said, the proposal? No, the wedding. Oh, okay. The whole wedding, yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, we can totally do that. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole wedding. He was like, can I keep it under 50? He's like, because I want to buy some one. more properties. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to do that, I can't afford to spend that much. And I said, well, even at 50000 that's a lot of money. But what is your vision for it? And I said, because I know him. I've known him for years. and And I knew that he wasn't the type of person that was a very loud person. He's not a very showy person. He's very mellow, very calm. And I know his girlfriend is too. So I was like, I don't know how big of a party y'all are going to have, but um, you can definitely keep it under budget. If you, if you kind of keep your guest list limited. And he said, well, the most important thing to me is having that one-on-one time with her and, and, and our families. That's, so, well, then you can definitely keep it under budget if you keep it mm-hmm. small. Right. You know, that's definitely something you can you can have luxury, but you're just going to have to keep it under a, a certain number of guests. And we can definitely do that, 
you know. Um, but it does present its challenges. I've I've had brides that want services that are way above their their budget, and unfortunately, in, at that point, we kind of have to find a compromise because we can't give them what they're yeah. wanting. Um, we've had some brides that want an open bar, but they don't have the budget for an open bar. Um, and, you know, liquor is pretty expensive, but because you not only have to have liquor or um, you have to have a licensed bartender, you have to mm-hmm. usually have security. Most venues do require that you have security if you're serving alcohol. Um, and so with that being said, it increases the amount of, of budgets you need are required to have. You know, I picked up on something you said, and I think it's the way you're phrasing it, but so do you, it seems like the requests for the higher ticket items are going to come from the brides most often. Yes. Is that true? Okay. So oh, yeah. is it, mm-hmm. is it like what percentage is it 95%? Is it hundred percent? Is it? Eight? I would say actually about 95% of it comes from the brides. Um, I would say another 2% comes from the mom of the bride. And then probably another 2% comes from the groom. Really? What's the groom asking for? I've had grooms ask for very elaborate groomsmen uh, quarters. Um, <laughs> the where, hangout pad? Yeah. <laughs> the hangout funny. pad before <laughs> before the the big ceremony. They have, I've had one that wanted a nice Airbnb that had... You know, they had a pool that had a hot tub, that they had a game room, they had big screen TVs, but they wanted it in such a style. They they wanted a specific style for it because they said they wanted a man cave that was going to describe the type of person he was. Hmm. And I, at first I was like, OK, well, we can definitely look for it. You know, um, I don't know that I can find you specifically every detail, but it, it, it might be be a little bit more expensive and he well you can find the place and then use a staging company maybe to stage right. it yeah right. how, how did yeah, you deal with, with that or did you just tell no. Him no. <laughs> no so we actually didn't tell him no we actually um we did work with a staging company that had um kind of a, a game room set so they had a um ping pong table that they brought in it was a small one it wasn't anything big they already had a pool table in the house that was in the game room um and then what we did is we took pictures of him in the den in the in the den from the airbnb and that had kind of like a library and it kind of gave off a different vibe so he got to his thing was he wanted to look good in the photos and with his groomsmen, and and he was a big chess buff, so we put a chess board next to him, so it, it looked good. Nice. So, what's that? I mean, what does that do to your timeline, and what's that do to the budget? I'm curious what something like that would give me a ballpark on what it would cost. To do so like that. the staging was a little bit more expensive. Um, we were looking at anywhere between two thousand dollars and three thousand dollars just for the staging. Just for the staging. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. If you've got it, flaunt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what um, was, I am curious, though, what was the most extravagant request you've ever gotten from a wedding? From a wedding, I would say the most extravagant was they wanted a helicopter ride around San Antonio. Nice. That's extravagant. That I'm thinking that's natural, right? <laughs> yeah. Get married that, in San Antonio. I it's mean, a great place to fly. Yeah. They, wanted, they wanted a, a, a helicopter ride. Um, Sweet. Wait, wait, where did they land? 
Did they land some? Where did they take off in the landing? That's important, right? It was actually downtown. Okay, so it wasn't from the airport. It was from someplace downtown. Yeah. Like a rooftop or what? It was a rooftop oh, in downtown. That's so cool. If you tell me it was the top of the, the uh, <laughs> Tower of Americas, I'm going to pass out. No. <laughs> right on that needle point. <laughs> yeah, no, it was downtown. Um, it was actually one of the hotels downtown. Nice. I See, I yeah. didn't even know you could do that. I wasn't aware that you could do it either until he actually, the groom was actually the one that looked up all the information because he was adamant he wanted to. He wanted to do that. Nice. What does wow. that run? Do you remember or how long ago I was I don't it? remember. Yeah. Um, his mom and him were really the ones that coordinated it and just really let me know, like, hey, this oh, is this is something we yeah. we want to do. And I was like, okay. Well. I'm thinking at least 10 grand for something like that. So over. It's yeah, got to be over. over. Go in style. <laughs> okay, so what kind of tools do you use to keep your events organized? If you just say Google Spreadsheet, then no, that's fine. No, um, I use everything from Microsoft Office to Adobe to Canva to all kinds of different computer programs. Um, and really just even paper, pencil, calendar. Um, I, I mark my calendars three times. So I mark a physical calendar, my phone calendar, and my computer calendar. Gotcha. And so I have multiple calendars going, alerting me <laughs> of all my deadlines coming up. So virtual staffing's my thing, right? I, I mean, I know the power of it running yes. right alongside me and all of that and keeping me so organized, right? Mm-hmm. Having that other, that right-hand person about to just make sure that things are moving along helps keep me in. So what do you, as you scale... How do you see yourself handling the demands of all of that on you? Because there's only so much mental bandwidth that we can really do and still keep our creative side alive, our communication alive. Yeah. How are you going to deal with that? So right now, um, I actually work with a, a couple of different vendors that I actually get to um, work constantly having discussions and meetings. And I, ha- and I delegate some of the, some of the tasks off to them. Um, I'm actually preparing right now for a style shoot at a new venue that's about to open. Um, they're finishing up construction right now. And I wanted to um, help them out because they are very, very new to the industry. And in order to do that, I, I decided to sponsor a, a style shoot for them and bring new wedding vendors who are also new to the industry onto their style shoot so they can get exposure. And in doing so, they'll be able to build their brands. So somebody listening, and this is really kind of about you, you know, packaging your business in a way that attracts your clients. If a client is out there shopping for somebody to handle a big event, right, a wedding or a big corporate event, and they, you know, they're going to run across this or a clip of this, Mm -hmm. what is it, how are you going to stand out to where they should choose you um, over somebody else in the San Antonio area to run their event? There are lots of a great event planners of event coordinators in the area. There are some that are very well experienced and everything. The difference I think between me and them is um, like I said before, they become part of my family and the level of service that I provide to them is just one thing that I really, really focus on the level of communication, the level of, of uh, attention that they get from me personally um, as well as the other vendors that I that I work with, they're always going to know and feel confident in that these we know what we're doing and they're going to get exactly what their vision is. 
Well, I like that. And so one of the things that impressed me with when Samantha came in and helped me with my event was her ability to find sponsors because mm-hmm. it's like that was one of the main reasons I brought her in is because I was like, I'm trying to keep this organized and I can't stay on top of it because I got too much to do. Yeah. So how do you help with uh, whoever needs sponsors? How do you help them deal with that situation? Maybe finding them or keeping them organized or whatever else. So uh, having the ability to work with so many vendors and having no getting to know them and getting to know not only them in a professional level, but on a personal level, um, allows me the ability to team up and actually pair them off because since I know them at a personal level, I know what types of um, goodwill that they're willing to extend and team up with. So when I have a, a corporate client who wants to team up with a specific type of vendor because they're wanting to make sure that that vendor's seeing the same type of uh, vision that they have, finding those commonalities is what's really important to me. And once I find them and I see them, I team them up so that they can continue. And most of the time, they've been able to build on those. I have really haven't had any um, issues with that yet. You know, they've been able to to really build and you know that relationship, and it's blossomed, which is great. So you're a master connector too, like Mark <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's, That's part of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, so. What's your goal with the business? So my goal is actually the same thing, to grow within the local area to provide the type of service that I'm providing at new levels. Um, and meeting the not only the, the wedding clientele, the corporate clientele, but every type of event out there, whether it's something small, whether it's something big, I want to be able to serve my clients and to also be able to give back to the community giving back to the community is really something that's deep in my heart. Um, I've, I've been around in different avenues of, of events and I've gotten to be an attendee. I've gotten to be a sponsor, but one of the biggest things for me is making sure that uh, I give back to the community that served me, you know, that has helped me grow. Um, and I want to be able to continue to do that. I know part of the way we do that at the let's talk business podcast is by you know, bringing a nonprofit into the mixer so yeah. that we can give back that way. What are some ways that you see yourself doing that with respect to your company? So um, last year, what we did is um, we donated the photo booth to several of the high schools. Um, we had the senior classes that were leaving. We wanted to make sure that we gave them a great way to leave their high school years and remember those uh, fond memories with their friends. And so we donated the photo booth for their end of year um parties and uh, celebrations. And we did that so that they could have fun. It was something they could remember. They got to have access to what we call the live gallery. And they got to continue building on that gallery no matter whether we were there or not. So so when you're picking like who vend- a vendor you want to work with, right? You want to know about that vendor. Yes. Okay. This is going somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's even a conversation that we had. Right. So by by documenting and actually putting out there that you're working with certain nonprofits or you've done work with certain nonprofits, it helps showcase the heart of the business, right? Mm -hmm. Some people might get in their own way and say, you know what? 
I don't want to talk about that because that's like a private thing to do. You know what I mean? That's they they want to keep it to themselves. I don't want to brag about what we're doing or whatever. But see, I see it differently. I see it as showcasing the heart of your company so that mm-hmm. others can you can attract other people that have that same idea that you have. So when it comes to documenting and putting out there what it is you're doing with nonprofits or with special mm-hmm. causes or giving back to the community, are you doing that yet? I'm actually not. Um, so I focus solely on their event. I don't showcase, I don't deliver it or message it in a way where I'm saying I'm giving this back. I just want them to see the event. Um, and the only reason I do that is because I don't want it to take make it seem like it's only focused on me. I want them to focus on the cause at hand. So yeah, I, I, that's great. I disagree though. with the mindset. But what, where do you? <laughs> I, I do because I disagree with it. No, it's great. It's it's it, it's a humbling. It's humbling um, mindset. But, but I understand what you're saying too, Mark. Is to also let people know what causes align mm-hmm. with your business, yeah. and that's that's where, you know, a lot of business owners, and we encourage our business owners to make sure to announce that as well so that when other people, uh, when I went up to New York, I was telling them at that event expo, they did business a little bit differently than how we do it here in San Antonio. Like when I met with um, uh, a new individual, one of the first things they said was pull up your Instagram. They wanted to see what philanthropy work I had done and that opened up a door of conversation. Oh, I see that you guys have a food bank and you're very active in that. Do you know that we do that here? And our company, we like to partner up with other companies that like this particular nonprofit because we give back to them as well. Not in a bragging way, but more in a partnership way because now we know that we can align mm-hmm. here. This is our meeting point. And from that, you expand your business. So like how your business model is, it's very personable. Make those relationships, make those connections, and from there, business will grow. From there, your network will grow. And in that mix is your philanthropy cause. Why are you doing what you're doing? To be able to get back to your community. Which part? You mentioned the first responders. Great. How are you doing that? And what or what steps are you taking to get towards that? And that's where when you start creating your branding message, it's not to say, hey, I'm giving back to them all the time. It's to say, hey, they have an event going up, uh, coming up, and we're going to be there. That's how you word that message. This is how we're going to support them. Please come out and join us at this event for our first responders. And that's how you make a difference here in San Antonio, especially because we want to know who are you aligning with? And why should we do business and partner with you with those reasons? So just a different way to look at that that I think is super important because that way you'll attract the right folks too. They're like, you know what? They support law enforcement. They support fire department, right? And and they'll be like, okay, they're going to be attracted to that. And that's what you want. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but it's like, I helped do this and I donated $50,000 <laughs> whatever. See, you know, I celebrated when I when I was like, hey, this is what we, our ticket sales went. Yeah. People who know 179 tickets were sold mm-hmm. and all to $10 from all of that went straight over to the, that's important. I wasn't bragging. That's just like saying, yeah, hey, this no, is what happened. Yeah, that's absolutely important. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. All right, Erica, if uh, people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So they can actually reach me on the Texas Picks Photo Booth website, which is Texas Picks Photo Booth, spelled out, 
com or they can uh, reach me through Instagram at TXPIX photo booth and then or they can call me or text 210-778-2848. All right. Awesome. Great job, by the way. This, yeah, was this your first you. podcast or? It is. This is my very first podcast. You okay. did amazing. So, thank you. Great I appreciate job. that. All right. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for this one. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Great great job.